I landed in the early morning of June 26, 1975, approximately six hours before Prime Minister Indira Gandhi's terse announcement was broadcast to the nation over All India Radio. The President has declared a state of emergency. There is no need to panic. By the time I got through airport customs, the police had already been deployed throughout New Delhi and across the country, making precautionary arrests of Gandhi's political opponents, many of them future leaders of the Janta Party, whom she had labeled dupes of foreign governments and ideas hostile to India. The Fulbright office dispatched a wonderfully round black ambassador car to meet me at the airport and bring me to the Lodi Hotel, where I checked in and went straight to my room. The heavy drapes were drawn and an air conditioner droned in the darkness. Everything smelled vaguely of mildew. A bucket and tap in the bathroom sat next to the twin footpads of the Indian toilet. I ladled cold water over my naked body with a plastic cup, toweled myself dry and collapsed onto the bed. I vaguely recall ordering some food that was brought to the room, but my next distinct memory is waking to a ringing phone and the almost unintelligible Indian accent of the desk clerk asking me to hold for a call. Indira Gandhi was deeply paranoid of the CIA and it was not the ideal moment for an American scholar to arrive in India. No one knew what was coming next. The Fulbright people took all of this very seriously. They wanted me away from the capital, where I might inadvertently get swept up in the erupting protests. I had planned to spend my first few months studying Hindi with a tutor at Delhi University, but arrangements had been hastily made to shift my operations to the Central Hindi Institute in Agra, the Kendriya Hindi Samstan an arm of the Ministry of Education intended to facilitate such courses as are conducive to the development and propagation of Hindi as an all-India language, as envisaged in Article 351 of the Constitution. There I would attend classes with non-Hindi-speaking students from various locales around India and a handful of other foreigners. The person on the phone said they would send a car within the hour. Please wait near the front of the hotel, Mr. Harrington. Less than 24 hours in India, and things had already taken on a life of their own. I quickly rinsed off again, got dressed and ate a small breakfast, an omelet, toast and jam, and a pot of tea delivered to my room on a silver tray by a waiter in a knee-length white linen tunic, scarlet sash, and turban. Moments later I was outside the hotel lobby, cowering in a patch of shade, waiting for the car to arrive. The heat was suffocating, the air so dry it was impossible to sweat. High overhead, iridescent jet-black birds circled and dipped against a cloudless sky, calling out to each other in a desolate, throaty snarl that struck me as utterly foreign until I realized, with a start, that it was nothing but a flock of crows.